The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. We're glad that you're joining us. Each week we come in to break down four different segments for your listening pleasure. Hopefully along the way you'll learn a little bit about something in the outdoors, the Carolina Outdoors, and maybe even beyond that you will be uh, uh, interested in heading out and participating in some of what we are talking about I'm Bill Barty, sitting alongside Mr. Wes Lawson. Wes, how are we? Oh, Bill, we are so good. You know, I don't know if you saw this in the last week or so, but there is a new North Carolina record for swordfish. This is all recent news. It is. And it stands out because of its rarity. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just that record, but the record it has broken and other records in the book. We don't think about swordfish in North or off the coast of North Carolina. There are none in North Carolina, right? Um, yeah, so Kerry Carney, a North Carolina man, and his son and some, some friends went off offshore on a 32- or 34-foot boat. Mm. Mr. Carney, at 1,000 feet of water, hooks onto what they find out later is a 504-pound, 8-ounce swordfish shattering the state record by 60 pounds. Shattering. Shattering. 60 pounds. So think about 60 pounds and the fact that the bill, the sword on this particular fish, was about 40 inches. So a second grader. So he beats the record by the weight of a second grader, and the bill of the fish is the same size as a second grader. It's a huge, huge fish. There's pictures all over the internet of that. And that was not his first rodeo in the big fish lore in North Carolina. No. So according to, to uh, state records, there are only two people who have more than one saltwater big game record. Kerry Carney has that 504-pound swordfish, but in 2008, he got the record for tarpon, 193 pounds, 5 ounces. That is a very big fish. Wow. The other the other gentleman, Robert Keller, in 61, caught a 710-pound hammerhead. And then the next year, 62, catches a 610-pound dusky shark. I mean, these are big fish. And there are only so many names because these are certain individuals who have their name beside multiple fish. So we're talking about 70, 75 different saltwater species that, that we keep track of in North Carolina for records. Two gentlemen account for four of those fish <laughs> and the majority of the weight too i mean there aren't many fish bigger than those it's it's pretty incredible this fish fight was hours long originally they were going to rely on an electric reel the reel went down in a matter of minutes so he hand cranked that fish up uh, and when it got within 20 or 30 feet of the boat they realized just how big this thing is Huge fish. Wow. Well, of course, you can go back to the highlights of the Carolina Outdoors and hear us kicking off the upcoming fall season. Hunting is in effect as dove season um, has kicked off. It'll go first segment anyway into October. But kind of the uh, coastal fishing is another topic that is picking up speed as we progress through this new season that uh, essentially that we are in. You know, Fall is one of the best times to be alive, and yet the the offshore seasons are kicking back in again. We have those fun species coming in, dove, marsh hens, rails, all these game birds are happening. Golanules are coming up soon, if not now, depending on where you are. So that's great. I mean, we're going to go from one big game bill, like that swordfish, 
to another big game coming up with our Carolina Panthers. How about that? Hey, Wes, is it is it okay if I use the term OG? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Well, I'm here we go. see how we how we do this, but yeah, go for it. Jim Zoki is the OG announcer for the Carolina Panthers. He's the one constant that's been in the booth since the beginning. His insight, knowledge, and wit have endeared him to his broadcast partners and listeners for the past 27 years. He is a legend and a member of the Hall of Fame at WBT, where he's the sports director. Jim Zoki. Thanks for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. You guys, what an intro. That's, that's just like well-scripted like a retirement speech or something. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> well, he, we're glad that you are here and you are a legend, and we're glad that you're joining the weekend here uh, via the airwaves of WBT on the Carolina Outdoors. Of course, via podcast two, highlights of the Carolina Outdoors. But we wanted to ask you, with the kickoff of the NFC, NFL season, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about franchises and our Carolina Panther franchises. Franchise. Franchises gain personality each season, and many times fans of those franchises mourn prior years. See the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. In 2015, the Panthers' personality was defined by Cam Newton, Josh Norman, Greg Olson, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, and five other pro bowlers from that season. Um, they made it 15-1, and one, eventually made it to the Super Bowl. It seems that our team's current uh, uh, um, uh, group hasn't defined their team's personality. Do you think that that's going to come become more of a thing with the addition of Baker Mayfield, maybe a, a, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and so on? What is the maturing of our team's personality for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's taking shape. I think Baker will have a big influence anytime you're the quarterback of the team. I think that's a, a natural starting point to, to kind of look at where that comes from. And Baker has a you know a much bigger personality than Sam Darnold, so probably felt a little bit more vanilla last year for the games uh, that Sam and PJ played in. And then you know we briefly had Cam there, so that was a different scenario. But you know McCaffrey is a guy that um, shows with his play as opposed to his words. He's not um, he'll speak, but he, it's not like something where he says something uh, that's uh, necessarily going to be bulletin board material or quotable in that kind of a way. So I think it's forming. It's been a young group that's kind of grown together. It's going to be year three of this organization with uh, Matt Rule as the head coach and so forth. So I think you're right that it's it's forming and taking shape as opposed to, you know, those years you think back to like 2015 when they went to the Super Bowl and you had Cam and you've got like Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley and, and guys with big personalities, Greg Olson and so forth all through the line there. So they um, – they did definitely kind of, in a way, kind of restructuring all that over the past few years. Can you give us input or an idea of some of our burgeoning stars this year, um, like Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson? They're all veterans leading the defense. What does that group look like as they mature coming into 2022? Yeah, I think, you know, those are kind of your leaders coming in. And then they added Xavier Woods, a safety from the Vikings, who had over 100 tackles last year. So I think he'll kind of solidify the defensive secondary. But to me, as far as the young emerging guys, you know, Jeremy Chin is quickly becoming like a, a star in this league without having maybe the national recognition because he's been over 100 tackles both of his first two years, and he's only the third Panther player ever to do that. The other two were John Beeson and Luke Keekley, by the way. J.C. Horn, as the first-round pick last mm-hmm. year, only got to play in three games 
out of South Carolina, first round pick, and he looked terrific. And just getting him back, uh, I think he's, you'll see an immediate impact of what he's going to bring uh, to this team right away. And then up front from the draft class from two years ago, both Derek Brown and Yitor Grossmatos, I think this is the year that they need to take off, and we'll see if they can you know, build their game. I thought Derek Brown looked really good in some of these preseason games um, as a defensive tackle that can kind of affect the pocket. So in Yitor, Grossmatos is going to have to replace a lot of what they lost in Hassan Reddick going to Philadelphia as a free agent. So I think those are some young guys on the rise. And then on the offense, I think, you know, the, the obvious one is Ike Aquani, right? Right out of Charlotte, NC State, first-round pick, uh, sixth overall pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's inserted his left tackle day one here, and he's got to go against Miles Garrett in this game against Cleveland. So Ike Aquani, as far as, you know, new blood and, and what's different and uh, guys that are emerging, he's got to grow up quickly at that position. Well, and it seems like he can do things pretty quickly, so maybe he will. That's been such an important role on, on our team, helping our backfield, our offensive backfield, get the job done when they can. How's the rest of that offensive line, that interior line, are they going to be able to pull it together and keep Baker and Christian ready to roll? You know, a big addition there is Austin Corbett, who came in. He'll be the right guard, uh, and he came in from the Rams Super Bowl team, and he was with Cleveland, part of their good offensive line a couple of years ago from there. So him and Taylor Moten on the right side are going to be the strength of that offensive line from day one. And then Pat Elfline is the center, but you got Bradley Bozeman brought in from Baltimore who was injured for a portion of preseason. I, I, I think that position could still go either way over the course of the season. Elfline a little bit smaller. Uh, Bozeman brings a little bit more size. And then Brady Christensen really came on late last year in his rookie year. He'll be the left guard, and they like him a lot. So I think him and Icky is just going to be a matter of, you know, what you'll see day one. You know, they've just got to mature quickly because you got a rookie and a second-year player. The talent is there. It's just a matter of how quickly will it, will it get to NFL starting consistent level? I mean, they're definitely good enough. It's just a matter of, you know, you got to play 75 snaps or so per game. You know, if you lose five big ones, it can affect the game. So they just got to be as, as good as they can be and mature as quickly as they can. And how do you, what are your predictions for field goals and extra points? Do we have the leg to get it done this year? Yeah, it's unfortunate that Zane Gonzalez got hurt because he was, he really turned into one of the best kickers in the league last year before he got hurt up at the Buffalo game, and he gets hurt in the Buffalo preseason game on the sidelines warming up. So, you know, Eddie Pinero, at least, is a guy that's been in the league for a number of years, and he's had some good success as a kicker here. Um, doesn't probably have quite the leg strength of Zane Gonzalez, but he's been a pretty accurate kicker. Johnny Hecker, as punter, they brought him in from the Rams as well, again, off the Super Bowl champion team, is, is one of the all-time great punters over the past few years in this league. He's on the all-decade team. And then J.J. Jansen, of course, 15 years, uh, is the most tenured Panther. He's only a couple of games away from breaking John Casey's record for most uh, Panther games played all time for this organization. So he's that's where special teams are in a great way. Then Andre Roberts has the returner on kick and punt returns. He's been around for 13 years. He's been to three Pro Bowls. So he's, he should have a lot of juice in the, the kick and the punt return game. Oh, we got to switch gears a little bit. If you're just joining us, that is the voice of Jim Zoki with Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. Jim, you know here on the Carolina Outdoors, we are the default sports program, outdoor program, travel program on the airwaves of WBT. So let's talk about you and your travel. Uh, New York, Los Angeles, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Seattle, those are all cities that are joining your regular routine of Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. Do you ever get out to, to enjoy anything in those cities when you're working, visiting? And are you the tour guide for the people who you're broadcasting with? 
I am uh, I am not the tour guide, but uh, I am definitely uh, will be part of the group if somebody wants to venture out. We'll definitely get dinner uh, and all that. We, we we get up early on Sundays to do the pregame show three hours before the game ever kicks, so it doesn't get too late. But uh, yeah, if we're uh, if we're up in New York, you know, we'll definitely grab dinner. Usually, it involves you know finding a place to have a beer and watch uh, the college football games that are going on that night. L.A. will be new, and that we've not been to that new SoFi Stadium before. Last time they played there was during COVID against the Chargers two years ago. So I'm looking forward to seeing that stadium, first of all. But, uh, yeah, L.A., obviously, it will be another fun one. Uh, Sandra and I, my wife, were just out there in June and uh, went to a Dodgers game out there. It's the first time I got to go see the Dodgers play at Chavez Ravine, which was kind of cool. So, um, yeah, definitely that, when you travel, it's part of the fun of traveling is seeing your surroundings. But we don't get in until – typically mid to late afternoon the day before the game, and then we're up early on, on Sunday and coming back after the game. So it's, it's a quick turnaround. Well, last question, and then we'll let you go stay busy and do Jim Zoki things. But looking back into prior years, we've learned about the outdoorsmen of the Carolina Panthers. Jordan Gross, Jake DeLome, Josh Norman, Luke Keekley They all had some sort of adventure interest in them and outdoors interest who are the outdoor adventurers on the team this year? Ooh, that's a good question. As far as the players and who goes, uh, I know, um, you yeah. know, definitely, uh, you know, Luke Keekley's doing some broadcasting with us, and he is a guy that is definitely a hunter and fisherman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually saw some pictures of him and uh, Greg Olson doing some uh, some fishing out in the Atlantic Ocean. So uh, Luke Keekley is definitely one of those guys. As far as the players go, the current players, That'll be a project maybe we can check on during the course of the year. A lot of these are new players in here, and with COVID, we haven't gotten to know all their you know downtime interests and so forth. But I'm sure out of a group of 53 active players, there's definitely got to be some hunter and fisher guys out there. Oh, we've got a project now, Wes. There we go. That's exciting. <laughs> His name's Jim Zoki. You can listen to him when he's talking Carolina Panthers on the broadcast team. Jim, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. You got it, guys. Thank you. Off he goes, and off we go. But just for a moment, we're going to come back on the other side here on the Carolina Outdoors.